welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple of people break down your favorite scary movies and try to kill a woman by watching them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that woman is you. Three the person who's trying to kill you is me. Three years in and I still don't know how to do these openings. Hi, this is Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. I'm Cindy with me as always is Josh. Hi. We are watching the Poltergeist movies. Uh, so we are now up to Poltergeist 3. The most misunderstood of the series. Yeah, you keep saying that. Okay. Tell um, me about Poltergeist 3. Poltergeist 3 is PG. It was released. Really? Oh, yeah. June 10th, 1988. Oh, so this is an 80s PG. Well, it's it's 88. So by then, I think mm. PG-13 existed. Oh, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, I mean, God, I was all sure. PG. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but that was 75. Um, right. This movie is a lengthy one hour and 38 minutes long. <laughs> Dang. Love it already. Yeah. Uh, it, like I said, 1988. Do you remember 1988? Uh, I do. I was eight. Uh, my cousin Colin was born, uh, whose wedding we'll be going to this summer, which is wild. Um, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I remember. Those are the big events. Of my life at the time. Nice. What um, about you? I'm going to, well, vaguely, vaguely remember 88. Okay. I was six. So your both brothers have been born by now? Yes? No? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's oh, deep yeah, in yeah, thought. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But they were both, I had two brothers by this point. Okay. So I was in like kindergarten. Right. Because I felt, that would make sense. I felt preschool. Yeah. I was deemed not ready. <laughs> He's just not socially mature enough. He keeps telling people he hates them and walking away. No, I was like biting girls and <laughs> trying to poop in the sandbox. And nice. I was a handful. Um, well, all righty. But the world of 1988. World of 88. Uh, this we, is we've covered the first George before, Bush. Yeah. So I'm not going to spend a bunch of time going over stuff. Yeah. You should uh, listen to our old episodes. It was the Olympics in Calgary that year. Okay. The Iran-Contra affair was well underway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had our first scientist testify in front of Congress that global man-made, uh, gl- man-made global warming was real. <laughs> Hello, 1988. So what I'm hearing is fake news had, was prevalent even yep. then. Uh, the Summer Olympics were in Seoul. And okay. Okay, the yeah. syringe tide was that year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was a big part of my childhood, too. Yeah. Uh, people that were born that year, Rihanna, yep, Steph, Curry, Lizzo, and Adele. Yep, we have done 88 before because mm-hmm. I remember those happy faces coming into this world being told about them. People that we lost that year, Pistol Pete Maravich, what's up, West Virginia that is, basketball okay. great, Robert Heinlein, Nico, and Roy Orbison. Oh, I did like Roy Orbison. Continue. So, there you go. There, Look at you. There you go. Um, let's... Let's talk about Poltergeist 3. Let's talk about Poltergeist 3, Josh. Um, this movie was co-written and directed by Gary Sherman, who has come up a lot on the show. <laughs> We've watched a lot of his movies. Uh, Gary Sherman the is the director of Deathline. Okay. Which gives us our show's tagline. Our show's tagline. And Mind the doors. Oh, we've done all those movies. Yeah. 
Uh, he also did Vice Squad, which uh, maybe I'll find a way to sneak Death <laughs> or sneak uh, Vice Squad in there. It's okay. not really horror, but uh, this movie was written by or co-written by Bryant Taggart, who did Visiting Hours, The New Kids, and wrote The Omen Four. All right. Uh, Steve McGugan. <laughs> I, I don't know. Steve, <laughs> you can't read your own handwriting. Can't read my own handwriting. You know it's bad when. Steve Feek. Steve Feek. He got an uncredited uh, rewrite on this. Okay. Any particular reason for that or just... No, he was a guy who wrote When, uh, when a Stranger Calls and Mac and Me. I included <laughs> him for the Mac and Me connection. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the composer's different. We had had Jerry Goldsmith on the last two. This time we get Joe Renzetti, oh. who scored Dead and Buried, Vice Squad, Child's Play, and Frankenhooker. <laughs> Such hits as all of those movies fucking rule. Okay, Uh, and the last person in the production uh, before we get to actors, I want to talk about is they had Dick Smith come on as a special makeup (laughs) consultant. Uh, Dick Smith did makeup forever on everything. Yeah, and is kind of the grandfather. Well, he's regarded as he's the he's. Dick Smith is the link between the 80s guys and then, like, the 30s Universal guys. Okay. Like, he's the... He's the missing link. So, Dick Smith, I mean, started out on, like, arsenic and old lace doing makeup, right? Yeah. Uh, He did makeup on Little Big Man, The Godfather, The Exorcist, Godfather 2, Taxi Driver, Altered State, Scanners, Ghost Story, which we did at the beginning of the month. We've done Scanners, too. Starman. He made that creepy fucking baby in John Carpenter's Starman. By the um, way, we're recording this yeah. on John Carpenter's birthday. Happy birthday, John Carpenter. Happy birthday, John Carpenter. Shout I, out. I watched Big Charm Little China today for your birthday. I thought you were just in a bad mood. Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. Okay. So there you go. Um, now, the cast of this thing. It's pretty, is it pretty much the same? Nope. Oh, right. So Heather O'Rourke and Zelda Rubenstein return as Carol Ann and Tangina. They're the only returning people. Yeah. And the only people that appear in all three original films. Yeah. Um, New, new Tom Skerritt. Ooh. Right? <laughs> from Alien. Poison Top Ivy. Gun, Poison Ivy. <laughs> Steel Magnolias. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Allen. Those are all oddly important movies in my childhood. <laughs> Speaking of important movies in my childhood. Nancy, Nancy Allen, Allen was in Robocop, Blowout, and Dressed to Kill. Yep. Uh, how about Laura Flynn Boyle? Oh. Twin Peaks. Yes. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. And Nathan Davis, who plays Kane in this, because if you remember last week's episode, yes, he's Julian Beck died. Yes, a long by now past. Okay. Um, spoiler alert for why this movie is considered partially cursed. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, I will say one bit of trivia before we kind of move along. Mm-hmm. This movie is amazing because Gary Sherman was like, I don't like computer effects. I think they look fake. So everything is practical in a time when things could be. Everything was practical and in camera. Okay. So there are, it's like a carnival show at times. Like stuff happens and you're like, that's fucking wild because it all happened on set. Wild. Okay. I don't know how they did some of it. And that makes this movie. Even more enjoyable. Awesome. Because you're like, that's really happening. <laughs> okay. And um, spoiler Kay. alert. Spoiler movie, alert. If you have a weird fear of shit in mirrors, this is not your movie. All right. Uh-oh. 
Here we go. I do have a thing with shit with mirrors. Uh, so this might be the movie, y'all. But it's rated PG. Not even PG-13. So how bad can it be? But I have avoided these movies all my life for a reason. Tell me any cool trivia. Any? Did. Well, I'm just saying, like, is that it? Tell up. Okay. Well, then, where can we watch this fine film? This is streaming on HBO. Oh, well, so that's easy. Fire up the app. and This is all three of them, I believe, have been on HBO. Now, do I need to go through, like, what I think it's going to be about? We're in the third part of a series. I kind of know, yeah, yeah. right? Because this one's going to break the mold. <laughs> okay. Like, where two was, like... We're going to give you the same story, but we're going to elaborate on it. This one's like, how about we just give you a whole different fucking story? Okay. All right. Well, then show me a poster, kiddo. Oh, Poltergeist 3. And she's like standing at it's the back of Carol Ann. And she's like in a skyscraper. And it's very Ghostbusters. Uh, interesting. Big skyscraper being attacked by lightning. So I'm going to say that Carol Ann tries to grow up. I guess and get a no. She doesn't get a job. Caroline um, goes to college, and it just follows her. Why is she in that apartment? Maybe they move to an apartment. They decide they're not going to get a house anymore, so they live in an apartment, and it finds her there. Yeah. I'm trying to like get the skyscraper reference. Um, I, we'll see. Okay. Where you're, I mean, there's definitely a skyscraper in the movie. I'm just going to go ahead. That'd be know. wild if there wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> like that was promised a skyscraper. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say this now. How would that be on their poster? I thought of it, and I know you're going to ask me about it. Okay. So let's go get this out of the way now. All right. Get it out. Let's just air Um, it out. Where you got? In the first film, Caroline's little. Yes. Bitty, bitty. And she's, you know, considerably older in Poltergeist 2. And this one, I think it was shot like a year after. She has a very puffy face. Oh, she's got Crohn's face. So she's on all kinds of like steroids and stuff because she was super sick. Wasn't that um, it? That she had undiagnosed Crohn's disease? No, I don't think it was Crohn's disease. Um, she had like a pocket in her intestine. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we'll talk more about that. Oh, that's awful. When we talk about why this is a cursed franchise and this film is especially known as the cursed of the three. Yeah. Like it kind of all... That sick um, kind of puffy face. It's comes the face to a head that with this movie. Yeah, people get like when they're on cancer medication. Like it, it just it swells you up. Yeah, her head is oddly proportioned oh, to her bless. body. And they so. and her parents made her work. Cool. I cool, 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 don't know if that was the case. I'm not going to say that that was the case. I feel like oh well, we'll see. All right, so we're off to watch uh, Poltergeist Three: Fire in the Sky. That's a terrible subtitle i think it, according to the poster it looks good all right join us won't you <laughs> mind the doors Guess who's back in town? Ah! 
We watched Poltergeist 3. Um, I already don't like mirrors. This did not help that at all. Yeah, the effects in this movie are fucking amazing. <laughs> Ooh, creepy. I love 80s, like, success. Success in the 80s is you lived in an apartment it, with it had, like, a shopping mall in it, yeah. and you worked there, too. Um, can I tell you something that I think is really funny yes. that I noticed when I was editing Poltergeist 2? What? And I'm going to bring it up here, is... The poor class, which we essentially belong to, right? Like, right. we're not, it's not like we're, <laughs> like me. we're not doing super well. Um, <laughs> I was editing last week's episode, and you referred to the Freelings yeah. as they went from being millionaires to like living in their mom's house. And you go back and you're like, and then the first film, he's like just a dad with like a job. <laughs> and, but that job afforded him the opportunity to like comfortably own a home. And put a swimming pool in that home and then, like, raise a family and not struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it was funny to me that you were, like, subconsciously, you're like, yeah, he was, like, a millionaire. Yeah, the that's first a millionaire. Because he owned his own home. Yeah. And it had a pool. Yep. And their kid was going to college and yep. they could afford all that. Yep. That's a, <laughs> so only millionaires a can do that. Only a millionaire. Welcome to Josh and Cindy's The Economy is Fucked podcast um where we talk about poltergeist 2 (laughs) and poltergeist 3 in terms of the u.s economy yeah welcome and why we are where we are now um but let's let's anyway back to the five movies into poltergeist 3 i think we should start let's just get out of the way cindy what is poltergeist 3 about poltergeist 3 is about the same shit as before and uh it follows the little girl she's sent to go live with her aunt in chicago in the aforementioned condo of a shopping mall and the uh poltergeist follows her and fucks everything up yes okay um, thank you imdb has it as caroline is staying with her That's aunt her name. in a high-rise building where the supernatural forces haunting her make their return it is the john hancock building in chicago um, I just started, like, I kind of laughed at myself. I was like, oh, I forgot her name was Carol Ann. And I think it's because I blocked it from my memory because Karen? they say it so many they, goddamn times. 121 times. Oh, my God. 121 so times. Someone counted. I think it's 121. Of course someone did. But thank you. <laughs> However, let me um, let me start by talking about the thing I don't buy about this movie. Mm, that she's an artist? No. What I don't get and what I don't believe... For a second about this movie is. is I understand why the third one takes place in a different city with like other family members because right. the cast from the previous two were like now nah, we're good we're good yeah but I get that the, and it also would make sense to like maybe let's send her away for a little bit I don't you know, think it does oh that, I think that's it does. where I'm going to disagree with you because the first two Poltergeist oh, yeah, films are about so how the her. importance of staying together and family oh, and then like Kane can't get you if yeah. someone cares about you. So in this movie, they're like, fuck it, send her away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't think about that. That doesn't jive. Like, it totally makes sense from like a we want to make a third Poltergeist of, movie. It's the point of our podcast. Make you think um, about it a little. But it doesn't make sense from like a Freelink family Correct. has a daughter that was kidnapped by ghost in the first film. But maybe as they went to family therapy and counseling, it was something that was suggested <laughs> to get, you know, sure. some distance only for one school year, just for one school year. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I love the Freeling family. I love these movies. Mm-hmm. I love Joe Beth Williams. I love Craig T. Nelson. However, however, Tom Skerritt's a good ass dad. Like Tom Skerritt is such a good dad in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like he steps right in and is like he's not even like her family. Yeah, and he's a better he's dad. Like a... He's a better parent than like her <laughs> the, aunt is. Yeah, than her aunt Bojou. Her aunt's trying to peace out. Like, yeah, the first Nancy step. Allen's like, why don't we just send her home? Let's just send her home. At first, I thought that that was just like Kane, you know, testing kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But no, I think she was just a shitty aunt. Yeah, like <laughs> she didn't have maternal instincts. For me, poor Donna when Martin. I that's it, not her mom either. That's what I mean, poor Donna yeah. Martin. That's all she's got. Her first movie. And her big claim to fame is Twin Peaks, and she's a Donna in both, by the way. Just a fun fact. That's, that was weird. But. I didn't even clock that. As a child, I thought that her relative was Tom Skerritt. Because he's so. <laughs> because he's the better, like, the more actual parent. Yeah. Like, the loving one of the two. The Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for sure. So, like, as I got older and I was like, oh, it's actually Nancy Allen. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Because that, what I'm thinking is, like, well, they're the ones who wrote him that kind of gentle and good. So why not just make him... Maybe it was because they were just flipping it on its ear. Maybe. From... A modern dad. From, like, the first two films where the dad is the skeptic and okay. the kind of standoffish one at times. And the mom's, like, the... Okay, like, the flip the roles powers, a little. 100%. But mm. if you look at the family from the second film, you think yeah, they should be more open to, yeah, like, these exactly. ideas. exactly. That's the first thought that popped into my head and took the words out of my mouth. Right, like, everyone was just walking around with, like, psychic fucking powers. Yeah, as kids, except for her, and she's like my mom and my sister. And so, so and I like can't believe. Minds. So I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> it's been ha- this shit's been happening all my life. I don't believe it. Uh, this movie. Waka waka. Yeah. Um, I like this movie, but it. I don't know. The effects are really good, and I think the effects hold up better than. I don't like a mirror scare. Yeah, like so the it effects, got me that it got it got that for me. Look better than two. There are some okay. scenes in two, like the the half worm man, like that was incredible. But like the some of the effects, like the big tentacle weird monster yeah. thing, didn't look so great. Nope. Like the first it film, well. the guy ripping his face off, not Blah. so much. This movie, Blah. like every effect, holds up because I think, it's yeah. all practical. But and the it, story doesn't necessarily right. work for me. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely. When, when you break it down like we do, like, there's a definite... Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. And this movie gives me... Gives you... My least favorite mm-hmm. character in any Poltergeist film. That goddamn psychiatrist who, like, hypnotizes people. Oh, yeah. He's so annoying. And I get that, like, they need someone to come in to be the skeptic because by this point, everyone in the Freeling family is like, yeah, crazy shit happens. Right. Even Nancy Allen, who's like, she's still like, yeah, crazy 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 shit happens. But things Mm -hmm. happen. Like he physically watches Kane's hand come through a desk and and, still and throw a coffee cup through a mirror, and he's like, Carol Ann must have hypnotically suggested that I see. Like that's not possible, homie. Yeah. Like I, I think they could could have done a better job of like hiding that stuff. 
to make it be like, is she crazy or is she like? Oh, okay. He's and just so clearly seeing shit that's like magical. He's clearly the idiot, and he's like, she's like mass hypno, yeah. like hypnotizing people. Mass and she's hypnosis. She's got like special powers of like hypnotism. It's like that's more believable ghosts. to him than a ghost, <laughs> right? And I think because he's so fucking stupid, <laughs> he's the only character in the original uh, Poltergeist franchise to get murdered. <laughs> I do. Oh yeah, I do, I was kind of happy for that. He was such an annoying character. Yeah, I don't like that trope. I don't. I don't like that at all. Like every I didn't like him. Every opportunity they have to have him in this movie, he is a prick. One hundred percent. Right. Like there's he is never a flat ass character. There's never He's any a point white girl ass character where you side with him or you're like, no, nope. ah, like he's just a fucking dickhead through the whole thing. Like even to the point where. Tangina calls him to be like, hey, you made her remember him. Like, you need to go help them. Yeah. Because I'm not there yet. And <laughs> you, he, you opened up this can of worms, bitch. Deal with it. responses. Whoa. <laughs> Is that Carol Ann playing tricks with me again? I'm going to go to her mom's art gallery opening and be a fucking asshole about this. <laughs> and, and stir up some shit and tell him how much I think her child's horrible. It's In like, the middle of, like, her work. Yeah. Cindy, as a as a teacher, that was like, yeah. oh, that's totally realistic and something that people do. Yeah, for I was going sure. to ask you, as an educator, do you often find yourself going to mm-hmm. your students' parents' no. like work functions and and confronting them about how shitty their kids are? No, no, not. Oh my god! <laughs> is that, and like, what's sad is that the somebody thought like, oh, that's how teachers behave. That's like, yeah, that's people will buy that because teachers are nightmare people. Well, to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, to be fair, in the 80s, not a teacher. He works at the school. Right. He's like a psychologist or psychiatrist. He's a a hypnosis guy. Yeah. That's the official name for it. Hypnosis guy. In the 80s, people were really into hypnosis. Yeah. It was before. I thought hypnosis would be a bigger thing than it was. Yeah. It was before like it just became a parlor trick for shitty comedians Mm -hmm. at like comedy clubs. Yeah. People were really like, well, you just hypnotize yourself or get hypnotized and then you just sort everything out. <laughs> so that's that's essentially how this movie works is Cain right. is lost, lost in quotes. Yes. And he's able to come back because Caroline has forgotten about him. I'm assuming the same way she did in the first film yes. where she came back from the other side and she just had no memory. Uh, yeah. Kind of like trauma. It. Yeah. Just like your brain's like, nope. No. <laughs> Let's just erase that piece of the tape. <laughs> um so she's forced to remember him and like relive these things. And then that is basically Triggering. his doorway to be like, hey, bitches, somebody remembers me. I'm back in Chicago. Yeah. He operates at this high rise. Worlds. So and then, you know, craziness. Obviously, Kane takes over the building. He gets the people through mirrors. There's all these like, practical effects. Yep. And then the crazy thing. And we're going to talk about this in a minute of why people are like, there's a curse. Yeah. So they shot an ending. So they shot an ending Mm -hmm. and then the studio basically was like, no, we don't like the ending. Yeah. And then Carol Ann died. Like the actress who played her died. She was sick and she died. Exactly. Like Heather O'Rourke dies. And we'll talk more about that when we talk about the curse in a second. But the studio went to the director and went to like the producers and were like, you need to reshoot the ending. And they were like, how can we just say out of memory for her and respect for the family nope we're just not going to release it and the studio's like too much money had already gone into it 
So they reshot the ending with a double. You just don't ever see her face again. Yeah. So they give everyone kind of an ending. Except for her. So everyone gets sucked ultimately into the other side. Right. Except for Nancy Allen, who has to learn how to be a mom. Right. This movie has a weird arc of her being like, go from being a cool art aunt to being a mom on the fly. Yeah. (laughs) And she gets like Tangina's necklace and ultimately Tangina sacrifices herself to lead Kane to the other side. Right. And that's, and then it kind of wraps up nicely. Yeah. Uh, and everyone comes back to life, including um, Heather O'Rourke's body double. Right. I feel like if you knew this was going to happen and you're like, well, we can't bring Carol Ann back for a sequel. I mean, I, this might sound cold and I do not mean Uh-oh, it to be. Here we go. But why wouldn't you just have her take him to the other side? Yeah, really? Like, she can't come back anyway. Oh, so I'm sure because people would have a shit fit. They'd be like, oh my God, Caroline, she legit really yes. did die. Like, oh man, they'd be such a, people would freak the fuck out. They yeah. were monetizing on her death. Well, they did. But, well, well, yeah, I mean, no matter but, how you want to cut it, they ultimately. But they're being really open yeah. about it. So let's, let's mm. segue and talk about that for a second. Okay. The trivia I have for you is going to kind of lead us into that. Here we go. So this is, like I said. Uh, Heather O'Rourke's last film, she died at the age of 12. Um, mm. That, along with this film's lackluster yeah. uh, financial returns, <laughs> ended the series because they were originally planning on doing a fourth one. Like, Craig T. Nelson was going to come back for four. Wow. Okay. And I believe that even after Heather O'Rourke's passing, the studio was like, we could still do this with the rest of the Freelings. And then at the Poltergeist three returns are like, maybe not. Maybe we don't. Like it. Let's not talk about the this deaths again. after each subsequent film. Don't give them pause. It's the fact that this movie doesn't make as much money as they wanted it to. Yep. It all comes back to money. Welcome to capitalism. 100%. Uh, uh, yeah. So Heather O'Rourke's bloated appearance in this film was a result of a misdiagnosis of her medical condition. Uh, they were giving her all kinds of steroids thinking she had Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. And she actually had a pocket, which was a genetic defect in her intestines, and it had collected waste and exploded, and she went septic, and that's how she died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can really see, like, the, the round, puffy cheeks. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just sad. Yeah. And that's what contributes to the curse talk. Along with, it wouldn't be a Poltergeist movie if there was... Not almost a tragic accident on set. And this one was. Uh, so when they were filming the cars that were on fire and exploding in the um, parking garage. Yeah. Uh, the. <laughs> basically, one of the cars exploded and set the entire like set on fire. Nice. And they had to rescue a crew member who was trying to sit, get the cameras out of the way. <laughs> Jesus. And yeah, so he almost died. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, my God. This is, uh, I mean, accidents happen. I, and, ah, oh, wow. I Okay. Yeah. But to tie back to what you were talking about. So this movie does have a lot of mirrors, which have the, like, the dual meaning. Right? Yeah. There's, like, spirits and everything's reflected in this movie. Yes. And they did a lot of that stuff. All through, like, traveling. They did a lot of, like, matte shots. They did a lot of, like, do you think there's mirrors there, but there's not? Yes. Like, doubles. Didn't like that. It's so creepy. And 
to tie back into the curse. I think the big thing from this movie that people are like, you know, the first film had the pool was full of actual skeletons. The second film had like, oh my God, they used skeletons again. And like there was an exorcism on set. The third film has Heather O'Rourke's death, the explosion that almost took out that guy working on the set. And Julian Beck, who we talked about being Kane in Poltergeist 2. We talked about it at the opening, just a yeah. l- we touched on it a little. They made a mask of him. Yeah. Um, and I've heard two different stories. Like some people, the the most common accepted one and the one I'm going to go with because it's less horrible is the fact that when he was dying, they got permission to make a mask of his yeah, face. death mask. And not when he was dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've heard both ways. But they were going to go with, they did it while he was in the hospital, but they made a mask. And then the person who plays Kane in Poltergeist 3 is just wearing his face. Yeah. Uh, Which is why he looks different and kind of disconcerting, but not quite as scary as Poltergeist 2. Yuck. Don't. That's that's just creepy. That's just in bad taste. Yeah. Um, Similar to Poltergeist 2, Mm -hmm. this film had 10 to 15% of the script cut due to budget constraints. Like they were turning a script that was going to be two hours and then they, the studio was like, yes. (laughs) And then they started shooting and they're like, cut these things. Oh. So I'm guessing like some of the plot holes are from that. Okay. Like they, they went from making a two hour movie to an 80 minute movie essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, That'll do it. Yeah. And it's crazy to me because the Poltergeist films were huge. Mm -hmm. Even this film, which didn't make a bunch of money, it's part of a franchise that did make a fuckload of money. Yeah. So why would you keep shortchanging it? It's. uh, Uh, Well, and they, I mean, they keep on going because they, they don't do a fourth, right? But they do a reboot. A remake, but years later. Okay. Um, They keep milking this cow. Let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let me answer you this. You've seen all three original Poltergeist films. Yeah. You've talked about them. You've seen behind the scenes stuff. Right. Is there a curse? No. No. I agree. I don't think there's a curse. You know what I think it is, honestly? Yeah. I think it's a series of unfortunate events that I think people are looking, as humans, you're always looking to tie the things you love into the bigger I talked about this at the at the top consciousness. Of, I talked about this at the top of, at the top of the episode. I'm more concerned about why Heather O'Rourke's parents put her to work if she was that sick. Boom. Fair. Nobody nobody's talking about that. Number one. Number two, unfortunately, we all know domestic violence is a big fucking thing. And um it happened. You know, to that, I'm sorry, what was her name? Dominique Dunn. Dominique Dunn. But that's has no connection at all to the movie. That was yeah. just a statistic. And I hate that, but it's true. Um, I think, Like you said, just a series of unfortunate events, for sure. I think there's a lot of unfortunate events. And I think that people have used that as a catapult to create some sort of, like, yeah. culty legend. They retrofit what happened. Yeah, because people... the narrative. They want it to be a thing. They want it to be... You know, oh, those movies, I love them so much. And they're, they're not only are they spooky, but they're cursed. But mm. I can't really speak to the Heather O'Rourke thing because I don't know the situation and I don't want to, you know. But here's my take on Dominique Dunn well. and the curse. 
I think that it is not only a disservice, but it is gross and hella disrespectful that you somehow blame a movie and the people who made the movie for the actions of someone who did something horrible and doing that undercuts his responsibility for what happened. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the thing of someone dies because of a domestic violence related thing and then you decry everyone but the person who did the deed. Yeah. You're you're not doing anybody any favors here. Yeah. Like... I don't care how many skeletons were laid in a swimming pool in whatever neighborhood doubled for Quest of Her Day. That did not cause a man to strangle yeah, his girlfriend. Actually, death. I think at that point his ex-girlfriend to death. Yeah. N- no. Like, I no. don't believe in a curse, but I think we like to make those leaps. And we like to make... Oh, yeah, don't we? We, we like to make things bigger than they are. For sure. Like, it's just human nature. So I understand it, but I think that you need to look at where you're coming from, and you need to look at the human cost involved Agreed. before you start waving that flag and screaming that there's some magical curse lingering over the Poltergeist film. Yeah, that's, that's wild. That's malarkey. All right, we need to rate these movies for the month. Um, Spoiler alert for my love of these movies. I think I'm going to go... What was the first movie that we watched that wasn't a Poltergeist Just so I know, because it's been a minute since we've done this. So we're doing four, three, two, one, right? Correct. And we'll do back and forth. Like, we'll do our four and our mutual three, our two and our one. Yeah. So So, what's your number four? What was the first movie we watched? Ghost Story. I think that's going to be my number four. Mine, two, because it's a series, it's a movie that has really good moments, but, right, but overall, as a whole, doesn't quite work entirely correct. for me. And then I'm just going to go Poltergeist 321. Well, you broke the format. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I know I know what's about to happen. Go ahead, Josh. Um, and you? It's uh, Poltergeist 2, Poltergeist 1, Poltergeist 3. No, I'm fucking, it's 321. Three, three, yeah, of course it is. That's yeah. why I said it like that, because I was like, I know he's going to do the exact same one, so this isn't... Um, there's no reason for the suspense. I... Not only is Poltergeist one of my favorite movies of all time, like mm-hmm. the first one, it's such a good movie in my head that it makes me like and forgive the flaws of the sequels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'd watch this. I'd watch a Poltergeist movie. These with are the rewatchable. If it was set in fucking Charleston, West Virginia, yeah. these, with whole new people. These like are I, very rewatchable movies. Yes. I would agree with you on that. Love them. Love them. Love them. Now, your mom watched it with us. Yeah, I would. I'd watch this. Um, it's a little too freaky deaky for the eleven-year-old, um, and it. I mean, I think the teenager would like it, should they, you know, watch it without a phone in their hand. <laughs> but not possible. Yeah, it's just it's a little too slow, but I'd rewatch them. They're perfect for us. Yay! I do. Man, I love the Poltergeist movies. They're good movies. I can see why. Um, okay, last question. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite moment of this movie? Um, that when she puts her hands out and he grabs her hands and lifts her like that. Oh, up the, the mirrors? mirrors? Yeah, that through was the cool mirrors. As hell. That was I would really say cool. getting pulled into the puddle. Okay. That was, yeah, Ugh, that was creepy. Also, bonus best character, Thomas Garrett. All I right. thought Carol Ann. 
fucking love Tom's care in this movie. Fair. All right. Well, uh, next month, what is our theme for the month of February? Um, I have been trying to come up with a clever, I, I know the theme, but I'm trying to come up with a clever title for it. So maybe okay. I'll come up with something by then. Oh. Uh, it's essentially horror movies. Right. Because it's Valentine's Day. About fucking. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, they're horror films. I'd like about... to not watch this with my mother, please. Get your mom up here. <laughs> All right. Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yay.